the pagan society to exist, the lamentations of the Christian. Christians complain about the pagan world, but it is they who have created all these horrors. As far as I know, it was the Christians who created all the religious wars in the West. It was the Christians who savagely slaughtered the pagan world and the pagan civilization and its culture. It was the Christians who savagely slaughtered the indigenous peoples in their missionary order. It was the Christians who brought down the nobility and a good part of the resistant population in the revolutions of the Age of Enlightenment. It was the Christians who created the Inquisition. It was the Christians who created the witch hunt. It was the Christians who killed the Cathars. It was Christians who created, dogmatized all those ideas of socialism, communism. It was Christians who created Bolshevism. It was Christians who created Prohibition. It was Christians who created Nazism. It was the Christian world that invented and implemented all these horrors. And today it is Christians who dogmatize the environmental movement that is going to destroy the planet. It is always the Christians who are at the origin of all these racist movements like BLM. It is the Christians who sell this hygienic ideology of COVID, and who continue to make the whole planet suffer with their ideology. The pagan is not in conflict with nature, he does not place himself above it. He is resigned to its fate, he accepts it. The pagan, is not the disturbing element of the West. The Christian is. The pagan, is not the agitator of social revolutions, the instigator of social disorder. And the worst is that nature has its cycles, and that it will erase this Western world, civilization. Evolution does not exist because time does not exist. Time is a human concept. Always a pleasure to read the comments on my videos. LOL. Nope. Time is invented by the mind. If you find yourself once behind the mind, you will see that there is no time. The theory of evolution is only possible because it takes man out of the picture of evolution and it places him on a pedestal as being the most advanced form of life. He is. Man is the most advanced for of life on planet earth only because we have constructed this throne for ourselves through taught and culture. Does culture exist outside the mind? No. Actually the human race doesn't even exist. It only exists because you look at it from a position you place yourself in time. If you go two million years from now and you look at the human race then it would not be human anymore. What a desire not to exist. Another Christian, who wants to appear to be a saint. Because he has not understood the esoteric teachings. Esotericism is not there to exist at the mental level, where you are. Every species and every organism on that ever lived has been a constant process of change. So evolution exists? This debate over equality doesn't serve any purpose as it doesn't address the issue of wealth accumulation. Is accumulation a problem? Not for me. Yes inequality is organic but accumulation of wealth isn't. If inequality is organic then accumulation of wealth is also organic. You want to be beyond the mind, but you are not. For that you need a destruction. Animals don't accumulate things more than what they need to eat to survive a season. Always these Christians and the glorification of the idea of perfection. Putrid. Have you ever seen animals eating to the point of indigestion? With humans, thought has created technology which technology has created the possibility to expand wealth formation and accumulation. In nature birth and death is an universal equalizer however in human societies more often than not birth can be a blessing or a curse. There is no heaven, dear Christian. Get over it. The essence of the Christian teachings is suffering. Wanting to escape from it is therefore the opposite of the Christian teaching. You are a Luciferian and pretend to be a saint like all Christians. What the Christian religion really is. Luciferianism. Wanting not to live, refusal of life. Christian religion leads to the destruction of human societies.
all of them. The westernization of the world will finish destroying what remains of traditional societies. Then it will end badly. If you militate for a neckality then you must militate against the concept of guaranteed private property, the rule of law or the system or justice in modern society because the concept of inequality goes against the human attempt to maintain a stable societal structure. It's the other way around, the pagan society was order. Christian, you fantasize and intoxicate yourself with an imaginary which does not exist in Christ's teachings. Inequality equals survival of the fittest and not survival of the wealthiest. Because nature made him superior. What you have trouble digesting. If it were for society to be left alone to be governed by the rule of the fittest it will turn very fast in a Mad Max world. Democracy has never been applied or applicable, in all societies a caste system reforms itself even in totalitarian societies. The Christian religion is really the religion of the whiner. Insert yourself in life, Christian. The pagan society doesn't ask you anything else and you will stop lobotomizing your neighbor that you say you love. From Shakti and Shakta by Arthur Avalon This guru had two disciples, Country and his servant Pramadeva. To the latter was given, on initiation, the name Transcendent Faith, and to the form, Our Black Salvation. This last name was a prophetic prediction that he would be saved, not through peaceful or agreeable means but through the just wrath of the genus. The real meaning of the verse is understood and practiced by Pramadeva and is declared to be right by the Guru was as follows, the pure consciousness, Dagpayishis, is the foundation, Gshidsan, of the limited consciousness, Ranamshis, and is in scripture that which is, the real uncreated in itselfness. So, passions do not touch but disappear from the void, Shunyata. Whilst ascending upwards the threefold accomplishment, activity, non-activity, absolute repose, must be persevered in and this is the meaning of our teacher Thubka's doctrine. The latter, however, was misunderstood by Black Salvation, Tharpanagpo, who took it to mean that he was to make no effort to save himself by the gaining of merit, but that he was to indulge in the four acts of sinful enjoyment, by the eye, nose, tongue and organ of generation. Well, that reminds me a bit of the Christian. Continuing in a career of reckless and sin-hardened life, he died unrepentant after a score of years passed in various diabolical practices. Complaining endlessly is a diabolical practice. Which led the last century with the establishment of Bolshevism, a better world. Which is Christian in his dogma. The Christians created communism and its ideology, and its application. He fell into hell and continued there for countless ages. At the close of the time of Buddha Dipankara, Marmadsad or light maker, he was reborn several times as huge sea monsters. At length, just before the time of the last Buddha Sakyamuni, he was born as the son of a woman of loose morals in a country called Longkapuri of the Rakshasas. This woman used to consort with three spirits, a deva in the morning, a fire genius at noon, and a daitya in the evening. Black Salvation was reborn in the eighth month as the offspring of these three spirits. The child was a terrible monster, black of color, with three heads, each of which had three eyes, six hands, four feet and two wings. He was horrible to look at and immediately at his birth all the auspicious signs of the country disappeared, and the eighteen inauspicious signs were seen. The Christians brought desolation. Malignant epidemics attacked the whole region of Long Kapuri. Some died, others only suffered, but all were in misery. Lamentation, famine and sorrow beset the land. There was disease, bloodshed, mildew, hailstorms, droughts, floods and all other kinds of calamities. Even dreams were frightful and ominous signs portending a great catastrophe oppressed all. Evil spirits roamed the land. So, 
Great were the evils that it seemed as if the good merits of everyone had been exhausted all at once. I don't know why it reminds me of those last months of COVID. The mother who had given birth to this monster died nine days after its birth. The people of the country decreed that this monstrous infant should be bound to the mother's corpse and left in the cemetery. Contrary to what is thought, Christianism, this false doctrine of paradise and a god could never have taken root without the Greeks. The Jews only brought their book, but the putrid spirit was that of the Gnostics, those degenerates of the Greek age. The infant was then tied to his mother's breast. The mother was borne away in a stretcher to the cemetery, and the stretcher was left at the foot of a poisonous tree which had a boar's den at its root, a poisonous snake coiled round the middle of its trunk, and a bird of prey sitting in its uppermost branches. These animals are the emblems of lust, anger and greed respectively which kindle the fire of individuality. At this place, there was a huge sepulchre built by the Rakshasas where they used to leave their dead at the foot of the tree. Elephants and tigers came there to die, serpents infested it, and witch-like spirits called Dakinis and ghouls brought human bodies there. After the bearers of the corpse had left, the infant sustained his life by sucking the breasts of his mother's corpse. These yielded only a thin, watery fluid for seven days. Next, he sucked the blood and lived a week, then he gnawed at the breast and lived the third week, then he ate the entrails and lived for a week. The entire history of the Western civilization. Then he ate the outer flesh and lived for the fifth week. Lastly, he crunched the bones, sucked the marrow, licked the humors and brains and lived a week. He thus in six weeks developed full physical maturity. Having exhausted his stock of food he moved about, and his motion shook the cemetery building to pieces. He observed the ghouls and Dakinis feasting on human corpses which he took as his food and human blood as the drink, filling the skulls with it. I don't know why it reminds me of the boomers. His clothing was dried human skins as also the hides of dead elephants, the flesh of which he also ate. He ate also the flesh of tigers and wrapped his loins in their furs. He used serpents as bracelets, anklets, armlets and as necklaces and garlands. His lips were thick with frozen fat, and his body was covered with ashes from the burning ground. He wore a garland of dead of dead skulls on one string, freshly severed heads on another, and decomposing heads on a third. He was a monster of ugliness who delighted in every kind of impious act. Christianism is Luciferianism. His breath was so poisonous that those touched by it were attacked with various diseases. The name of this great demon was Matamrutra. He was the fruit of the karma of the great wickedness of his former life as Tharp and Agbo. At that time, in each of the twenty-four pilgrimages, there was a powerful destructive buyer of a spirit. These devas, Gandharvas, Rakshasas, Asuras and Nagas were proud, malignant and mighty spirits, despotic masters of men, with great magical powers of illusion and transformation. The only question you need to ask yourself is who is this I? This I which is the real I. The rest is masturbation for computer forums. You must break the resistances to not live in you, these resistances were instituted and are maintained by the Christian religion. This is what is written in the Christian myth of the resurrection. The majority of people do not want to transcend, that is to say to get rid of this childish shell. The alchemical work has always been reserved for an elite, elite which the people openly hate. Christians consciously understand the Christian myth, but do everything to scuttle it. You can only be above them after you have broken those resistances. And it will not be easy but suffering there's the reason of the crucifixion. But in the end you will win over them, over the masses. This is what is implied in a lot of esoteric quotations.
Come here. Your coat, George, where's your coat? Look at me. Why don't you ever speak, George? It is of great distress to me, to Mrs. Kellogg, to your brothers and sisters. Your coat, George, your coat is on the floor, not on the hook. How many times must you be told to hang your coat upon the hook? Speak to me. Hannah! Yes, sir, doctor. You will supervise. George will enter this house, close the door, climb the stairs, remove his jacket, and hang it on its hook. He will do so until bedtime, and then continue after breakfast until this time tomorrow, until 4 o'clock tomorrow. Is that understood? Yes, sir, doctor. Understood. until 4 p.m. It's now 7 o'clock. He won't stop, sir. We've tried to, all of us, but he won't take any notice. George, that's enough now. You've learned your lesson. I'll run after your supper. George, stop this moment, I say. Stop, I say. Very well, suit yourself. I have work to do. I'll continue until you drop. sleep. 